Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Triple F Podcast. This is episode 328 of the podcast, and today's show, I'm going to be talking about isolation movements. This is a very exercise-related podcast here in the, I guess, last full week of 2019, week of Christmas. This one will probably be coming out the day after Christmas, Uh, so hopefully you're getting a head start on your training, and this will help you with your exercise programming. One of the many interests of mine, probably the most uh, interesting thing to me, is exercise programming and how to structure workouts and programs so you keep making progress, you stay healthy, and you achieve the goals you want to. And isolation movements are a big part of that. I think that they get a lot of hate. I think that they get not en- not enough love uh, most of the time. And of course, the big compound movements are important. Gaining strength is important, but these little movements like things like pushdowns, curls, lateral raises, these movements that seem not as important actually play a really big role in your exercise programming. And I want to talk about why. I want to talk about why they're so important and how you should include them and for what purpose in your program. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. I'm recording this before Christmas, so um, don't have any great stories about Christmas yet, but hopefully you guys had great holiday season and you're going to finish the 2019 year out strong and roll right into 2020. Uh, Let's get started with today's show. Thank you for all the support in 2019. Uh, Really appreciate it. Podcast did some nice big things this year and continued to grow, which I attribute to you guys, the listeners, for sharing it, talking about it, posting it on social media, whatever you guys do to help the podcast grow and support me. That's awesome. Uh, let's get started with today's show, though, about exercise programming. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Episode 328 of the podcast today, and it is the 26th of December as this episode is coming out. You might be listening to this in 2019 or maybe in the future in 2020, uh, but welcome to the show. If you've never joined us before, this podcast just gives you some short, actionable tips on fitness and health and helps you in your fitness journeys. I talk about a lot of things, and I hope that my talks on exercise help you out in your own program and even looking at your current program um, like logically, analytically, and making sure you're doing the right things to achieve your goals. Uh, that's kind of what I want to do with these episodes. I try to keep them shorter so I don't go into the weeds too much, even though it's really easy to do with exercise. Today, I wanted to talk about something that maybe doesn't get enough love in a lot of circles, maybe a little bit too much in others, but that's isolation movements. And isolation movements are essentially anything that's going to uh, just work one muscle uh, isolated, right? So you pretty much have two classes of movements, compound movements and isolation movements. Compound movements are going to be things that involve multiple muscle groups or multiple joint actions. So you're looking at things like an overhead press, maybe a barbell row, 
maybe a deadlift, a squat. Those are the, pretty much the good examples. A pull-up, because you're involving different angles. So, for example, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the squat. I guess so. You're looking at some hip flexion right on the way down, hip extension on the way up. Uh, and you're looking at some knee flexion on the way down and knee extension on the way up. So you're having two different joint angles. You're having to brace with multiple muscle groups. You're working across multiple joints. Uh, an isolation movement example would be something like a lateral raise or a dumbbell bicep curl or even something like a cable kickback or something more specific. Uh, these are for specific muscles. You are working one thing and one thing only, the goal of the isolation is to isolate the muscle and induce growth in that part uh, or solve some kind of weakness with that movement. So you're looking at things um, that are really focused on just one body part. So lateral raise, anything. And why you have both of these is because sometimes you need to hammer in a certain body part, right? There's different applications for it, I guess. So in bodybuilding, uh, specifically trying to build up your body to look better, you need these isolation movements to build up body parts that might be lagging behind, right? You can't just do deadlifts for your back or you're going to maybe have an imbalance where your lats are overgrown compared to your traps or maybe your rear delts need some work. And then those points to really balance the body and make it look symmetrical and aesthetic, you are going to have to hit those body parts uh, with isolation movements, right? A bench press is great for building the chest, but maybe you need a little bit more for the triceps or the shoulders. So you're not relying on that one movement for all your growth. You're getting it from different movements and different isolation accessory movements. In powerlifting, it's more so called accessory lifts. And these are really important because they're going to be working on weaknesses, right? And this is kind of where I want to go with this episode for everybody is to work on your weaknesses with isolation movements. This is why they're so important. So in powerlifting or strongman or CrossFit or any strength sport, you're pretty much going to focus your accessory movements and your your lifts, your uh, accessory lifts, your isolation movements are all going to be focused on things that you need to improve strength-wise to get through the compound movements, right? So if your bench press gets stalled in the middle and you can't lock it out at the top, you have weak triceps, so it would very it'd be very helpful for you to do some tricep pushdowns, some overhead extensions, dips, things like that to improve tricep strength. Even things like close grip bench presses or pin presses where you're just locking out the weight. You're focusing in on that one part of the movement or that one muscle that's struggling in the movement. In a squat, if you have trouble getting out of the hole in the bottom, you might have some weak glutes. You might need some hip work. You might need to do some box squats, maybe some pause squats, uh, maybe you even isolate more and do something like hip thrusts or uh, abductions, something like that to strengthen those muscles. And you can think about that in any type of weakness. And isolation movements to me, where I wanted to go with this show, to keep it on the shorter side, is give you three reasons why they should be included and how they should be included in your programming. Why they're definitely not overrated, I think that a big mistake a lot of people make and that I made in the beginning stages, actually one of, if I had a training regret, this would be one of them, is being too minimalist with my training. Um, you kind of drink the Kool-Aid of the only movements you need are the squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, 
everything else is a waste of time and you're going to build up your whole body with those movements. That is bad advice in my opinion and you're really leaving a lot on the table and setting yourself up for problems if you're only doing those movements. Now don't get me wrong, excellent movements and probably your program should be built around those. Mine is and it's built around variations at least of that. But you shouldn't rely just all on that for your progress and hitting your 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 goals that you want because there's so much more that you need to work on. So I have three different reasons, three different applications for isolation movements and I've already talked about them but I want to just give it to you in list format so you're able to uh, really take these home with you. The first one is that you're going to work on body parts that need developed more and this could be just for looks, right? So this one isn't necessarily for strength, this is really just if you want to build a certain body part, don't rely on lifts that only include that a little bit. You might as well isolate, right? If your goal is to build bigger shoulders, you're leaving a lot on the table if you're not doing front raises, face pulls, rear delt flies, and lateral raises, right? Those are great shoulder builders. They're isolations. You're not going to be working the triceps and the upper chest while you're doing them, but you are going to be building the shoulders. If your goal is to build um, big arms, don't rely just on bench press and barbell rows to do that because although those will build your arms, it's not the most efficient, right? You need to be doing actual isolation work in the elbow joints. So things like curls, pushdowns, tricep extensions, those type of things are going to be very beneficial. So that's number one, to build up body parts that you actually want to build up. I see people too often that really just want aesthetics, right? They really just want to look better. And what they do is they do a whole bunch of deadlifts and squats, right? But really what they want is, uh, you know, nice looking arms, maybe some shoulder size and athletic looking legs. I mean, could you achieve those from those lifts? I guess, but is it really necessary? No, because you can get there with isolation movements and probably make yourself look even better with those. So that's number one. Number two is similar. It's something I've already talked about, and that's working on your weaknesses. I think that's really important because you can't just bench press forever, right? You're, if you just do the normal barbell bench, you will plateau, you will run into weaknesses, and everybody's is different. Um, if you want to keep improving strength and Growth and improving athletic performance is dependent on progressive overload, getting stronger over time or better over time. You need to break through those plateaus and work on your weaknesses. And you probably have some in each of these compound lifts. Now, even you don't have to isolate necessarily as, you know, if your sticking point is in the bench press, you don't have to do pushdowns to make your triceps stronger. You could just tweak the variation of your of your bench press and maybe you do close grip bench or pin press or a press off a board, something like that. Um, you know, in a squat, you have different variations for different parts of a box squats, front squats, zercher squats, all those are great. Uh, you could even do the same with more isolation type movements like lunges, split squats, uh, hip thrusts, things like that to improve those areas. And I think that's really important to work on your weaknesses. Your training should be built around working on your weaknesses. Um, if it's not, then you're not really going to improve very well. You, there's a misconception, especially with beginners, that strength is going to be linear forever. That's simply not the case. You're going to run into trouble 
if strength was actually linear, you would see a lot of people with 700-pound squats and 1,000-pound deadlifts walking around because you could just keep gaining strength forever, and the only factor important in there would be time. However, that's not the case. People run into sticking points all the time. So what do you do? You work on those sticking points. You work on those weaknesses. And like I said, everybody's is different. So you can't just follow a generic program uh, that's not custom tailored to your weaknesses. You can't just squat, bench, deadlift, and work on some accessories without tailoring those accessories to you and your weaknesses or having a coach do that for you. Because a coach might see, all right, you know, you have trouble on the lockout on a deadlift. So we need to work on that last little bit of hip extension through maybe glute work, hip thrust, maybe some banded work, maybe changing the variation of the deadlift a little bit, uh, maybe raising it off the floor to to use heavier weights to work on that lockout. All those things can be used, but you have to tailor that custom to you. The last thing I want to mention for isolation movements, why you should include them and how they should be applied is injury prevention and recovery. So we are maybe going to tweak things as we go through our exercise journeys. We are maybe recovering from injuries just from life that hopefully exercise is going to help. And isolation movements are going to play a big part in this. As a strength coach, personal trainer, you see a lot of little tweaks in technique that people aren't even aware of, you could say. So in a squat, you see someone squat down and shift to the right hip and pop up. That's a really, really, really common thing. Or maybe in a bench press, the bar is just a little crooked, right? One shoulder drops a little lower than the other one. You see the scapula is not holding the right way. Maybe in a deadlift, you see one of the arms drift away from the body and the bar kind of you know, it goes an inch away from the shins and you know that that lat isn't firing the same and keeping that bar close to the body. These all are things that can either cause injury or are a reason that you have an imbalance or an injury and isolation movements can fix that because you're really able to not cheat. In a squat, for example, if you're stronger on your left leg than your right, you're able to shift into that left leg and put more power through that. Because it's a bilateral movement, you're just using your whole body as a unit, you get that bar up however you want, right? That's that's the goal. But in a single leg hamstring curl or a walking lunge, you really can't you really can't cheat that, right? You have to use the muscles and progress and get better on that one limb. You have to get that muscle stronger and you can't cheat it. And that is really important for injury prevention and recovery because you know, if you have a bad back, for example, even a bigger one, right? Doing deadlifts might not be a great option for you, but you can use isolations to recover that. You can strengthen your abs. You can strengthen your hamstrings, maybe do mobility work and focus on things in an isolated manner and get yourself ready to actually make more progress in that compound movement. So hopefully today you've realized how important uh, isolation movements are minimalist training is effective but not optimal and can actually set you up with a lot of problems in my opinion um, I regret doing that for a little bit I did some you know just the five by five program I did the the powerlifting programs and while you do get stronger you end up with a lot of problems that could have been fixed and prevented with isolation movements if you know how to apply them properly on the other side of the coin 
you can't just focus on isolations because you can't progress the same, right? The reason compound movements are so good, the reason coaches want you to do them, even though they're hard, is because you can progress a long time, add a lot of weight, and really overload the body with those. Whereas with lateral raises, curls, and kickbacks, you might be a little more limited in how much you can actually challenge your body before you start dealing with with injury and problems just with physics. So there's two sides of the coin, but they do deserve a spot in your program for the purposes I talked about in this podcast. Hopefully you guys are able to apply this into your own programs. And if you want any help in the new year with your exercise, all you have to do is reach out to me and I will coach you. The pricing is very affordable. I've kind of wanted to lower the prices of coaching just so it's not behind much of a paywall. So you get good information for a good price for coaching. Um, All you got to do is reach out through email. I put my email into the description of the podcast, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. You can also reach out on Instagram at stoltzfit. And of course, you'll get those in the description of the podcast so you know where to send your messages to. But that's it for today, guys. Hope you had a great 2019. And my next episode will be coming out in the new year, probably January 2nd. Um, I'm going to be doing an episode about injury prevention. And I hope that that is a helpful one for you because it's something that a lot of people struggle with and that I do know a lot about. So I want to share my knowledge there with you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you can tune in next time. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.